Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church. And I just want to personally thank you for listening to our podcast. And I also want to invite you wherever you are around the country or in the Tampa Bay area to join our digital online campus at centerpointfl.org. And here's what you need to know. Our vision is to create an alternative to church as usual for all people. And all that means is, regardless of whether you've been a longtime follower of Jesus, you're new to faith, you're investigating faith, or you don't even know what you believe, our goal is for you to feel like you belong, even if you never believe. And so thank you again for listening, and I hope today's message encourages you and helps you. Now today we're finishing up this series called My Big Fat Mouth, and uh, we, we've talked about how you don't have to have a microphone and a platform to have a big fat mouth, right? Who here is married to someone with a big fat mouth? Anybody brave enough to put your hand up? Oh, it, but here's the reality. All of us, like no matter where you're at, in the house, online, like young, old, like any, it doesn't matter where you are at in life, like you have a big fat mouth. And if you've lived long enough to see, like, you put your foot in your mouth, you say stuff you regret, you say dumb stuff. I mean, I say dumb stuff all the time. Like, we'll get done interacting and hanging out with people, and my wife is like, why did you talk about that? Like, that was the most awkward thing to talk about. I'm like, I don't know, it just came to my mind. Like, so why not share it, right? Sharing is caring. And my wife's like, no, don't talk about that stuff. Man, you got to see the unfiltered Justin sometime. It's a little bit crazy, and you'd probably be uncomfortable. But here's the deal. You don't have to be like me up in front of people. You can say things and dumb things. You can say hurtful things. You've had people who have big fat mouths say hurtful things to you that have changed your life. But also, we talk about how like your, your words have the power of death, and that's the negative side, but your words also have the power of life. And some of us, man, we have had our life changed for the better because people spoke positive things over us, because people believed in us, we talked about lying and how that's such a big issue for all of us. Like all, every single one of us, we lie about stuff. If you say you don't lie, then you're lying about not lying, right? And lying, it promises that you'll avoid consequences. It promises that you'll find freedom, that you won't get in trouble. But really, you're just stepping into a different set of bondage. And that's difficult. And we don't want that. And we as Jesus followers, and, and even if you're not a Jesus follower, right? Like you don't want to be in bondage. You don't want to be bound by anything, we also talked about how complaining, like it, it even feels like you're making progress, like you're, you're having some kind of accomplishment, but complaining really just steals our joy. Like you're not gonna be happier when you're complaining and you're not happier when you're around people that are complaining. And today we're gonna talk, we're gonna finish this series. I think I'm like, man, why not? Let's go hard, let's have fun, let's get all of it out, right? Like we're gonna finish with something that I think every single one of us does. And it is one of the most destructive things. It destroys families. It destroys businesses and organizations. It destroys churches. Some of you, like, you're, like, not sure about stepping back into church because you've had this encounter with stuff. And it's also, it's crazy because it's such a destroyer, but it's also, like, a multi-million dollar industry. And what we're going to talk about today as we wrap up the series is just about gossip. Now, here's the deal. Like, like you know people who gossip. And this is the problem. People know you and you gossip, right? Like every single one of us, we gossip. And here's the reality, we gossip, and it's so hard for us to identify gossip because it's hard to see in the mirror, right? Because like you don't come in and think like, man, I really don't like Tina, I'm gonna gossip about her, right? Like even like tomorrow, a lot of you going into work and you're excited to go into work because you got some dirt on somebody from this past weekend, you wanna talk to your coworkers about, like, you know, I'm just sharing my opinion on other people's decisions, right? Like that, that's, that's what gossip is. Right, like, like, no, 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 or, or it's also really, really hard not just to see in the mirror, but to see in other people and a call out in other people because gossip takes place in this, the, the, kind of the, the area of relationships and community. 
right? Because like information is relational currency and we have to talk about something. So might as well talk about their problems, his decisions, her issues, their choices, like whatever it is, like we just will gossip with people. And it's really hard to call out because if I call out gossip in you, then I also am saying like, I'm gossiping. And we probably have some, some weird friend dynamic because like I'm telling you to stop and you feel like I'm self-righteous. And it's really hard to call out. But here's the deal. We also gossip because we like it, don't we? Like, isn't it kind of good to have dirt on somebody? I guess I'm just more broken than anybody in the room because you all are way better. We can just pray and be done today. But here's even scripture affirms that we like gossip and the gossip is good. This is what scripture says. It says the words of a gossip are like choice, choice morsels. Mmm, that's chocolate. Y'all like chocolate? My wife tell you what, she makes this unbelievable cheesecake. It tastes so good and it feels so good and it's so great. And that's what he's saying. Like, like gossip is like that. It's this delicious thing. It feels good. It goes down the innermost parts. But you and I both know that, that feeling is not a good indicator of health. Right? You've heard it said, a moment on the lips, forever on the hips. <laughs> like if I just ate whatever felt good, like I probably would not feel good long term. I probably would not look good long term. In the same way, if I just talk about whatever feels good, like chances are, like long term, I'm not going to feel good. And long-term, my relationships are not going to be good. But also, and this is the thing that's crazy, like no one calls gossip gossip either. Like no one comes in and is like, oh, hi there, friend. I got some juiciness for you. Come talk to me now. I don't know where that country is that that person is from, but they're from somewhere. And no one comes into you and says that, do they? No, they come again, they say, hey man, let me just tell you about, let me tell you about Rob real quick. But did you see this decision? It's not even people that you know. And so we got to define it because we don't define this. No one calls it what it is. And this is just a real quick definition of gossip. Gossip is speaking negatively about a person to someone who cannot bring a positive solution. So you're speaking negatively about a person because it's personal. And you're talking with people who can't solve the problem. Like you're talking to your spouse about problems at work. You're talking to your kids about your spouse. You're talking to people at work about your spouse and your kids. You're talking to all your friends about whatever leader or political figure or whatever it is. Like you're talking negatively about somebody to people who can't solve the problem. And while gossip feels good and while gossip is just normal for all of us, it, it really turns us into people that we don't want to be. See, this guy, as I was researching this a little bit, I thought this guy, Kyron, put this so eloquently. I thought this was so good. This is kind of just like straight up. He says, gossip turns you from polite conversation makers into rumor vampires. Amen. That's a good word, isn't that? <laughs> rumor vampires, scandalizing private lives for personal satisfaction. Now, gossip takes place in community, and it feels like it's building community, but you don't want to be in a community with a bunch of rumor vampires. And here's just the, the reality. I've seen this in my life. You've seen this in your life. Is people who gossip to you will gossip about you. Like you can take that to the bank and cash it. It will happen. People who gossip to you will gossip about you. Because if we're friends, and I have something that I think you need to work on. I have something that I think is like, this is probably a negative thing. This is a decision you made that I think is dumb or bad or wrong. Like, if I come to you and I talk with you, we sit down and say, hey, man, you know I love you. Like, you did this thing. It was a dumb thing to do. And I'm not saying you're dumb, but that was really dumb. Like, if I talk to you about it, like, if we're good friends, we probably can work through it, can't we? 
But if I go and I go, man, you did such a dumb thing, and I go over here and start talking to these people, and go, man, they did something so dumb and so stupid, like, we probably are not getting over that. And that's, again, where Scripture even says, like, gossip is good, it's morsels, it's chocolate, it's delicious, it feels so good, but it also separates close friends. See, this is what Solomon said, the same guy who wrote the other thing, is that the troublemaker plants seeds of strife, and gossip separates the best of friends. Now, now here's the reality for all of us, and we talk about this all the time at, at Centerpoint, about getting into a group, and being in community, because I really believe it, life is better when you're connected with people. Where you got some people that you can call on when you have issues, where you got some people you can call on when you have house projects you need help with, when you have some people you can call on like when your marriage falls apart, right? Like, like you need to have some time where you're just regular rhythm of, hey, we're just people, we're just hanging out. You even look at the life of Jesus. I love the life and the pace of Jesus. As you read through the stories, like he was just hanging out. He was never in a hurry anywhere. And the people that he left to run with the whole thing were the people who were closest with him that he built community with. And we as a church, like we, we desire that all of us in our gathering are in community because it's for your good. Like you being in community doesn't really do anything for me. But it does so much for you. But the problem with gossip is it builds this false sense of community. Where you think like, oh yeah, we're really close. We talk about all these things. Uh, then the problem is like you're not really close because instead of building community, you're just criticizing and tearing down other people. And, and I think God wants us to deal with gossip in our lives and God wants you to deal with gossip and, and me to deal with gossip and in our gathering, in our community because he wants us to have real, genuine community. We're loving people and we're caring for each other. And here's just the reality. When you gossip about someone, you're talking negatively about someone with people who can't bring a positive solution, like you are not loving or caring for that person. And as you gossip, you will not love or care for that person because your heart is so far against them. And this is one of the passages that talks about our words and our words and our speech and what we do with our mouths is all over the scriptures. And this is one of the passages that seems a little bit crazy, but also it's straight up, it's direct, it's to the point. This is what Paul said. Right, Paul goes and he jumps and he says, do not let, let any unwholesome, this is foul, profane, vulgar, worthless language. Like, Don't let any of these words ever come out of your mouth. So don't talk like that, then talk like this. Only speech as is good for building others up according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Now, this is something, too, like, like just real quick, just to talk about this, because as you read this, like, this is, like, it's explaining some of the words, right? It kind of stretches out the, the text a little bit. It, it just to, this is kind of, like, a freebie. I, I touch on this every once in a while when I get a chance to talk about stuff, is, is when we look at our English translations of the Bible, they're all translations, so some of them look a little bit different. So, like, this translation is the amplified translation, because there are words in the original languages that don't translate equally over to English, Right? Like there are words, even like in Greek, like there's several words for love. Now we have one word. Like I love my wife. I love football. I love cheeseburgers. I like, like I love these and I don't love them equally. And we're, in our language, we have one word. In other languages, not just Greek or Hebrew, they have several words. So this even like, like I'll do this. My wife does this. I get this from her. She's so smart. She's so awesome. She's crushing it with kids ministry. Y'all, if you got kids, drop them off in CC Kids. And I'll tell you too. I'll tell you too. As we're re-entering next weekend, you don't have to wait to re-engage in serving. Even if you've been digital campus, even if you live locally and you're like, man, I'm on digital because I need to be right now. You're coming back. Like, you can sign up. You can jump in and start serving. You can also serve on the digital campus too. Like even right now, y'all at home, like you have people right now being a service host for you online. We need people to step up and serve all over the place because we want to reach people all over the place. 
So don't stop and step in and start serving. But, but as we look at, at this passage, I like it in the Amplified because it, it brings it up for us. Because we say, like, what's unwholesome talk? Like, what does that mean? Is that like cuss words? I hope it's not cuss words. I know people who say those sometimes. But he goes on, he says, it's, it's foul, profane, worthless, vulgar. I don't talk like that. But you're supposed to build people up. See, your words have so much potential. And Paul's saying, don't waste it. But then he goes on and he says, now, but also I'm going to keep telling you what not to do, how not to talk. He says, then let all bitterness, you know, we getting right in it with the gossip stuff, right? Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, which let me just say real quick, side note about bitterness. Gossip is almost impossible to see in the mirror, so is bitterness. And your life is so different. I don't know who you are. You need to hear this. Your life is different because you're bitter right now. And you want to blame them, and you want to make it all about them. And yes, what they did to you when you were a kid was horrible. And I'm so sorry it happened. But you holding on to bitterness is continuing to put yourself in handcuffs over what they did. And you put yourself in the handcuffs. And you can walk in what scripture talks about is newness of life. I think that's what God wants for you. Whoever you are, I don't know who you are. You need to hear this. Bitterness is going to keep you boxed up for so many years and you can be free. It doesn't mean that what they did didn't matter. It doesn't mean it's not a big deal. No, it was a massive deal, but you got to deal with it and not let bitterness continue to just control you right now. Because when we're bitter, we gossip about stuff, don't we? Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, which is perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding. Again, does that sound like gossip to anybody? You can only see the bad. You can't ever see the good. That's a real clear indicator. That's an unhealthy relationship. That's slander. Slander literally is talking about speaking ill about somebody else. The slander, let it be put away from you along with every kind of malice, which is all spitefulness and verbal abuse and maleficence. I wasn't exactly sure how to say that last word, so I just said it with confidence, and it seemed like it worked. But here's the deal. Paul is saying, don't talk like this because it's going to destroy community. And you feel like gossip will bring you community, but when you go, and again, no one calls us, hey, can I slander someone with you? Hey, can I like, find fault with someone with you? Like, You're not gonna go home and talk to your spouse or anyone else in your house and be like, let me, just, let me just talk about some perpetual animosity with you. You don't think about it. It's an unconscious thing. And here's the reality. As Paul is writing these letters, all of his letters are all instruction. It's instruction, it's correction. And he's writing to brand new believers. And our gathering has a lot of brand new people who are like, yeah, I want to say yes to Jesus. I don't even know what that all means, but Jesus seems better than anything else I got. So I'm going to say yes to Jesus. We are so excited to have people here that are brand new to Jesus. And we also have people here who have been walking with Jesus a long time. And, and Paul is instructing in his letters, saying, hey, this is how you should act. And I would say, it doesn't matter how long you've been with Jesus. We all got work to do on this. Because here's the reality. When I go and I gossip, I make things personal. I don't just attack problems. I attack people. 
And Jesus came in and ushered in this, this new way of life. Again, Brian, our lead pastor, is going to crush it starting next week. Invite someone to come with you online, on site. Make sure you're here. Like, we're going to talk about things that Jesus would undo. But Jesus came in. He said, I want to give you a new way of living because you've heard it said, hate those who hate you and curse those who curse you. But I'm going to tell you to love those who hate you and to bless those who, who curse you. And this is so unnatural to all of us, isn't it? Because again, how often do we go and start talking about someone because they hurt us? Because they did something, then now I'm going to get them back. And Paul is writing through the power of God, and Jesus is saying and they kind of again and again, like, hey, that's not how we operate in God's family. Like, we have something better. And this thing that's crazy is there is no unless they in this passage. There is no, like, unless they were a total jerk, unless they humiliated you in front of everybody, unless they signed into some policies and procedures at your job or in your country that you just really disagree with, like, there is no unless they. It is, hey, do you remember how Jesus treated you? That's how you should talk about them. And here's the reality, too, and we talked about this with, with, with joy. Like, Christians, believers, we should be the most joyful people in all the world, shouldn't we? And even this passage, it says, take time to use your words to build yourself up, right? No, it does not say that. It says, your words should be a blessing to build up other people. And you should love other people through your speech. You should never tear them down. But here's the reality. When we speak negatively to anybody, and we take and we are giving up the chance to speak positively about Jesus, because here's the reality. If you're at lunch with your coworker and you're gossiping about stuff, are you going to like take a right turn real quick and be like, let me tell you how good Jesus is though. Like Mike is trash, but Jesus is great. Right? Like no one, and no one's going to believe you. When you speak negatively about people, you're exchanging this negative comment for this person with a positive experience. You could talk to someone about Jesus. Now, it's not like you're walking around like with a halo, like singing these old songs and like, I'm just going to bless you and bless you. And, like, like, you don't have to be like that. But you know how different you'll be if you're just like, hey, I'm just not going to talk about people negatively if they're not in the room. Like, I'm, I, honestly, I just don't do that because I believe it's tearing people down. I believe whatever we have going on here is going to tear that down. And I, don't, I just don't want to be part of that. But can I also say, like, let's live in the 21st century. Like, y'all share so much stuff on social media that tears people down all the time. And you get into all the comments, like how awkward would it be for you to say, hey, y'all know Jesus saves in your comments? Like some, like, I don't know, Brian just told me to preach, but I feel like I don't want to preach because I don't want to be angry about it, right? But like, like here's, here's the deal though, you're making such a horrible exchange because so many people are watching you, they're watching me. And when I go and I speak negatively about people, again, like you can, you can share about policies, you can talk about, like you, can, you should have an opinion, you should exercise your rights, you should do all those things, but you should not gossip about people. But what happens is we don't call gossip gossip. And we think because we don't have a relationship with the person, it's okay to talk about whatever we want. Here's the deal, yo, like when you gossip, you are so assuming that you know all there is to know about the situation. And that puts you not as judge, that puts you as judge, jury, and executioner. Do you know how many reputations have been killed online because we share things that are inaccurate? You know, I was listening to this story, and this is, this is so crazy. 
Listen to the story. This is this pastor out on the West Coast, and he, he had some fallout. I don't know all the details on it. I was like, hey, he's not my pastor. Like, not in a like, careless way, but just like, he's not my pastor. Like, like, if someone here that I know is doing something stupid or crazy or wrong, like, that's a relationship that I got to go and talk with, right? Go back a couple weeks in our messages. Brian destroyed this passage on Matthew 18 talking about how we should go relationally and fix things, right? But like, I don't know this dude. I'm not sharing things. I'm not clicking on things. I'm not doing things. Like, I mean, y'all, he was taken out like tarred and feathered in the public square of online, right? And then I'm listening to this podcast about this guy. And I'm listening to things that he had to deal with with his family. Like, like emergency evacuations and his, his kid coming to him with a camouflage jacket and asking, hey, dad, is this bulletproof? Because like we're getting death threats in our family. Is this bulletproof? Now here's the deal, I don't care what policy he signed or what he did, like that's wrong, that's hurtful, that's shameful for us. And when we go and we talk negatively about people, privately or publicly, we're exchanging the glory of God for gossip. And it says, hey, I don't know the whole story. Because your coworker, your classmate, someone on your sports team, your whoever, your neighbor, like, you don't know the whole story. And when I gossip, I pretend that I do know the whole story. And my speech is not about tearing people down. It's about building others up. And here's just reality. It's like math equation. You cannot gossip and build somebody else up. When I gossip, I'm building one person up, and that's me. Because I never gossip about positive things, right? I never like, oh my God, have you seen like how good Sandra looks right now? Like she, girl, she lost the weight. Like she looking good. No, you're like, man, I don't know. She must be pregnant or something. Like, I don't know. But she ain't pregnant in her face. Like, I don't like, like here's the deal. Like, like you don't go and be like, man, did you see? Like, it's never like positive things that we talk about with people, right? It's always negative things. And it's always about building us up. And this is why I think Paul writes this and Jesus talks about this. And it's all the like, your words matter. And they will either build things up or they will tear things down. And gossip only tears things down. And this is why like church leaders like myself and business leaders, like we even agree on this. And you probably have been in situations where you're around, even in the workplace or wherever, like people are gossiping. You're like, man, I hate working here. This is why people, uh, even like this guy, Dave Ramsey, and, and we have one of his classes that we teach here, Financial Peace University, which is such a good class. Like, like just like statistics say most of us do not have peace with our finances, and this class, it's, it's a lifestyle class. So those are like classes that are like eight or 10 weeks around a specific topic. You get together, even if you're like on the fence about community, like you don't have to join a community group, join a lifestyle class or a lifestyle group because you'll get to meet some people before you like have to show up and bring a casserole and be like, oh man, these guys are weird and we can't back out now. Like, like you can go in and you can meet some people. So we teach, we teach one of his classes because it's that good, but he also has an incredible business. He has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees and he tells his staff regularly, we do not got gossip here. He even tells me, you get one warning. Doesn't matter if you're gossiping about your coworker. Doesn't matter if you're gossiping about the printer. Doesn't matter if you're gossiping about the, the coffee. Like you get one warning and then you're gone because so many people have worked so hard to develop what we have here. You are not going to ruin it with your negative talk and people who gossip do not work here. So if you gossip, you can't work here. And this should be the same way we are in the church, isn't it? And not that we're kicking people out. But then when people are gossiping, we're bringing them in. 
and we'll bring them and say, hey man, here's reality. Gossip is from being hurt. So what are you hurt from that's causing you to gossip? Like, I don't want to beat you up, but I want to build you up, right? Y'all, that was good. That was the first time I heard that one too. <laughs> but here, here's the deal. Like, I don't want to, I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to throw you out. I'm not going to throw the book at you. I'm just going to go and sit down and go, hey, hey, so I'm hearing you're talking about these other things with people that can't fix it. Like, why don't you talk with me and we'll deal with this and let's fix this and move on. And this is even like, like we've handled this as a staff. Like we handle this with our volunteers, our bridge builders, like people, and no one means to gossip and no one's trying to be divisive and, and all, like, but it just happens. That's where even like, I've gone and talked with groups of people and volunteers and said, hey y'all, like you're talking, let's be real specific. You're talking about this thing back here and you're not talking with that person or with this person. And those are the only people that can bring about a positive solution. So you're talking about all these other, to all these other people, that's called gossip, but we don't do that here. Because we're the family of God and that's not what God's family does. And this is where we gotta, we got to fight for this because your words are such a big deal. If you read this passage of scripture, you read Paul's passages, he talks about things like sex and stealing and words all in the same breath. Now what's crazy is we make such a big deal about sex, but we don't make a big deal about gossip. And they may have different consequences, right? Like gossiping isn't getting anybody pregnant. But it can be just as destructive to your life. And this is where Paul goes on. He says, hey, like, you have a higher calling because you're in God's family, so you talk differently. So that's how you're not supposed to talk. And this is how you're supposed to talk. He says, be kind. You know, just be kind. Be helpful for one another, tenderhearted, which is compassionate, understanding. Forgiving one another readily and freely. And what we love to do is we love to ask, like, like how much? Like, how kind are we supposed to be? Like, how forgiving are we supposed to be? Like, because what we like to do is we like to do the minimum amount of good and the maximum amount of bad, right? Like, that's why, like, if you're in student ministry, like, I've been in student ministry, like, you have people regularly ask, like, like how, how far, I love it, how far can I go with my girlfriend or boyfriend, right? Like, if you ask that question in your mind, raise your hand, right? You were raised in church, if you ask that question, nobody else, man, tell you what, digital campus, you guys are all raising your hand. I love digital campus more than Valrico campus right now. <laughs> So I feel like I'm the only like person that wanted to do anything with my girlfriend or like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but here, here's the reality. I always think this is the standard I have, right? Like if you wouldn't want me to do it to you, don't do it to one of my daughters. Straight up. And we love to do the, the maximum amount of bad and like how far can I get to the edge before falling off the cliff? Instead of saying, how far can I stay away from the edge and how much good can I do? Like how kind do I have to be, Jesus. How compassionate do I have to be? But Jesus, you don't know the whole story. Again, there is no unless they part of this. This is straight up, you gotta be kind. And then Paul drops this line, which this is like the, the standard for us that is completely ridiculous. He says, just as God in Christ forgave you. Which forgiveness and Jesus' forgiveness of us is a total and complete forgiveness. Right? Like, like you want to stay up late at night one time, think about how God is outside of time. Like God created time. He sees everything in the past. He sees everything that's happening right now. He sees everything in the future. And when Jesus came to die and to take your place, when God forgave you, it was not uh, all the stuff behind you. It was everything. And this is where like we wrestle with this because we love keeping score and we love asking like, am I good enough, Jesus? And Jesus' whole point is saying, no. 
and you can't be good enough. And we hate that because we like being good. We like being successful. We like being the reason that everything is good in our lives. And, and Paul is reminding us, hey, how kind, how compassionate, how loving, how much are you supposed to forgive? You forgive them just as God forgave you. And your standard for treating people is not how they treated you, but how Jesus has treated you. So when they gossip about you, when they talk bad about you, when they hurt you, when they do things that you hate, you go, oh man, I can't believe they did that. Like your standard is not, okay, they did that so I can do this. Your standard is Jesus did this so I can do anything. Again, as Paul is writing, he says, I can do anything through Christ who gives me strength. Like you want to forgive somebody, it's not in your strength. You want to stop gossiping about, gossiping about people, it's not in your strength. We've got to take our eyes off of just the relationships around us and look up to Jesus to inform all the relationships around us. But we can't keep our eyes only on Jesus. Because then when that happens, it goes, well, I'm not gossiping to anybody. I'm really good. And we stop being kind and compassionate. And when you encounter gossip, because you will, when I encounter gossip, because I will, like we, we have two options. We can participate or we can protect. You can participate or you can protect. You can participate in gossip and you can like jump on the bandwagon and like, yeah, no, they're so dumb. They're so, oh my goodness. And like, yeah, like let's all just, yeah. Like, and it's funny too, because if that person walked in the room, you'd be like, oh, snap. We weren't saying anything bad about you because you know you're, you're a rumor vampire in that moment, right? You can participate and you can add a few to the fire and talk about things, but you also can participate by silence. And I just let you go off on it. I just let you, we love the idea of venting. I just let you vent and just get it off your chest and like, true, like you need to get it off your chest, but you don't need to get it off your chest with me. Like maybe you should go for a walk by yourself for a little bit and maybe you should try to stop the negative thought patterns in your mind. Maybe you should go to a counselor about that. Maybe you should go talk to them about that. See, we participate by either jumping on or, or we're just silent. The other option we have is, is to, to not participate, but to protect, and we protect against gossip. We say, hey, like, like I'm not gonna be part of this. Like, I'm actually gonna de-escalate and direct. Right? Like you come, you're talking about things, you're frustrated about stuff, which again, you're frustrated. You you have every right to be frustrated. They did what they did, it was probably really bad, and like they were probably a jerk, but like I'm not gonna add any fuel to this fire. I'm gonna just try to de-escalate, I'm just gonna try to bring the the, the heat down a little bit, and not in a rude way, because again, hurt people are people who gossip. I'm not coming in as a judge, I'm coming in as a friend. And I just de-escalate it and I ask questions, like, oh man, they did that. And that man, that's such a bummer. Like, did you ask them about why they did that? No. Like, oh, did you, did you try to gather any information you understand about them? Like, no, because chances are, like, you hurt me, I'm upset, I go to gossip with you about that. So I de-escalate and then I direct and I go, hey, I point you back to talking to that person. And that's how you can always tell, even with our venting, like, if I am acquiring wisdom or if I'm acquiring a gossiping community, is who do I go and talk to after or what is my homework? Because I've been in situations where I'm frustrated about stuff and I'm like, I don't understand everything. And this is a learned practice. Like, I think you have to train your brain 
to trust people and to assume I don't know everything and I need to gather some more information that would make this, this better. Like you have to train your brain with that and it's a practice and discipline. But well, I'll go and I'll call up some friends of mine and say, hey, I, I, I'm frustrated about this situation. Like, I'm trying to figure this out, whatever. And we talk with them and they help me unpack it and then they direct me, go, you need to go talk to that person about it. So I have some homework. But then also good friends will not only tell me to go talk to that person, if they think it's necessary, they will go talk to that person and say, hey, you need to go talk to Justin. Because he's upset about some stuff. And I, he did, like, I tried to help him understand that he didn't understand everything. So like, like I'm not just sending you to go talk to them. I'm going to go and just not come around, not cover your butt, not any, but just like come around and say, hey, you should go talk to them too. Because gossip will destroy so many things. And it will destroy things, including Community. I guess we're, again, Paul and Jesus and our church, like we take gossip and we, it's such a big deal for us. Because again, if we're just straight up about it, like some of you left the church because someone gossiped about you. Because instead of talking to you about the negative thing, they talk to everybody else about the negative thing. And we love to like cloak it in like prayer requests. Like, Y'all, you need to pray for the person sharing that prayer request, not pray for the prayer request. And again, this is where you don't have to be rude about it. You just say, hey, you probably should talk with them about that. Like, we'll pray for you, but we don't need any details on it. And two questions you can ask as you're trying to protect against gossip. And this is a real, this is like a fire extinguisher kind of question with gossip. You just ask, like, do I need to know this? I understand you're really upset about this. Like, do, I, do I need to know this? And this is the problem. We love being in the know, don't we? Like, we love all the juicy details. We love all the stuff because information equals power. And I want to be powerful. But say, hey, do I need to know this? But then the other question is, as I'm frustrated, as I'm going to share, I need to ask, do they need to know this? Like, is the person I'm going to go talk with, like, do they need to know this? Is their life, are they able to help me find a positive solution? Or are they just going to kind of rally around me and say, yeah, we know they're so bad or whatever it is. And again, I think this is even especially true of us in our context right now, like relationally, but also I think honestly just on, online, on social media, sharing stuff, like, like think before you click. Because this is the reality, like people's lives, like legitimately, like you think I'm kidding, but people's lives are dramatically changed when information leaks out about them and then hundreds of thousands of people click on that link. So just think, do I need need to know this? Is this like clickbait? Like why do I care about this so much? Because the problem with all of us is we can't control our mouth so much of the time, Right? And we need to stop and think before we say things. We need to stop and think before we click on things. But even if we're, we're more honest about this and we get into a deeper level, like the problem with our big fat mouth is not our mouth at all. It's actually our heart. See, Jesus came and he said, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And your words have weight. But before they come out and they have weight out here, they have weight in your heart. And your heart is directed in this way or that way or however it is. And Jesus is saying, hey, what you talk about really matters because it has the power to build people up or to break them down. And when you gossip, you are only ever breaking people down. And again, this, this is the standard for all of us. It's not how we were treated by them. It's not what we saw 
as we grew up. The standard is how Jesus treated us. And that's why Paul says, be kind and compassionate, understanding where you don't understand everything. And you forgive them just as God in Christ forgave us. And this is the beauty of the gospel. And this is what we believe. And, and I'd say, like, I would hope that you would embrace this, whether this is your first time and you're like, yeah, I want Jesus. Or you're, you're wrestling with this or you said yes to Jesus and you're like, yeah, I want to follow. It's like, like the beauty of the gospel is you can't measure up. Like it's impossible. But God in his grace, which is an undeserved gift, so you don't have to measure up. I want to I call you freely to come in. And, and you gossip because you want community, because you want connection. But Jesus came to reconcile all of humanity back to him. And your heart is longing for something that Jesus can satisfy and will satisfy forever. And yeah, you can go and you can talk with people and you can connect with them and you can have some momentary connection. And like, yeah, you have a relationship and it feels good. But like long-term, I am convinced that Jesus is the answer. Not just the problem with our mouth, but the problem with our hearts. And I know there are people watching online, listening to this, wherever you're at, people in the house that, like I don't even know if you know it yet, how much you need Jesus, but how much he loves you. And I just hope that through this series, as we wrestle some stuff about lying and complaining and gospel, we could understand in a greater way the love that God has for us, the forgiveness, the grace he has for us, and the fact that it's free. You don't have to stop using your mouth for breaking things down in order to embrace Jesus. You don't have to stop lying. You don't have to stop complaining. You don't have to stop gossiping because Jesus says, come to me, I will give you rest. I will give you peace. And I think you want that. And this is all that scripture teaches is that you, you turn and trust. You turn to Jesus, you trust Jesus. You say, hey Jesus, I understand, I can't measure up, but I believe that you did that for me. You lived the perfect life I could not live. You died in my place, willingly sacrificing yourself, showing that you had the grace and the love and the compassion to die and to take my punishment. And then you rose again three days later, showing you have the power to actually secure that. And when you do that, you take away all my badness, not just the past, but the present and the future and everything my mouth is gonna say that's wrong and bad. Like you take that and you change that. And I can live in freedom. I can be kind, I can be compassionate. I also get a relationship where I get that connection with you. If, if you're here either in the house or on our digital campus, you just text CC decide. Even if you're like, well, I still have questions. I'm not ready to decide anything. Like, that's okay. You can text CC Decide and we will follow up with you. We want to connect with you because we want to help you build a community founded on Jesus and truth. And the truest community hopefully you'll ever experience where we're willingly sacrificing ourselves for each other and loving each other because that's what Jesus has done for us. So you text CC Decide to 94,000. We'd love to follow up with you. But I also want to pray for you because we need help with this. No matter where we're at, no matter if we're following Jesus, if we're undecided, if we're searching things out, like we need help with our words because they will either build people up or break people down around us. And I think, especially as Jesus followers, we should be known for building people up with our words. So let's pray. God, thank you so much. God, for what you spoke over us, God, wanting us to be unified around you, God, wanting us to have that community. And God, I ask that we could be unified. 
God, that when we have negative feelings or negative thoughts about people, we would not go and talk to other people about that. But we would talk to them directly and honestly. And, and God, that we would use kindness. God, when we have disagreements, God, that we would use kindness when we're talking to people, even asking them to stop gossiping around us. God, that not that we'd be judgmental and rude, that we would be loving and kind. And God, that we would be known, God, in our community, God, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, God, in, in our workplaces, God, that we would be known as people who build others up and that we are a blessing through our words. And God, we want to acknowledge again that the problem is not simply our mouths, it's, it's our hearts. And God, we want to turn and we want to trust you. God, not just in a big picture of we want to trust you to save us, God, but we want to trust you that gossiping will destroy things around us. And that using our words as a blessing is always better. God, thank you for giving us the power and the freedom to do that. I pray that we could walk in this new way of living and that we would love you and love the people around us and that you would use our efforts to change the world. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this message or have been impacted by Centerpoint Church in any way, would you consider helping us out in one of two ways? First, if you would just spread the word, share this message with your friends, family. Maybe you could go rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcast catcher, but this helps us so much more than you know. And secondly, this ministry is supported by people like you through their financial generosity. And so if you've been impacted by any of these messages, would you consider giving to support the mission and vision of Centerpoint to see people reach with the radical grace of Jesus? You can give today on our website at centerpointfl.org. And again, that's centerpointfl.org.